You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. And we're recording this today. BJ, there's only 23 days until NBA 2K23. So the people need to hit the link in the description right now and get their pre-orders in. Because BJ Armstrong, this is the year that you learn how to play NBA 2K. Are you excited? I am excited about that mode to learn how to play a kid from Detroit, Michigan who grew up with Atari. Oh, wow. That's old school. <laughs> I had to think about what Atari was for a second. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Atari. Okay. That, that was, the that was my invaders. era. Like space in the, invaders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in the seventies. Okay. And now to think that I'm going to learn how to play myself on NBA 2K23. It's incredible. I'm really excited about it. So, well, um, let's get it done. Let's do it. I'm. I don't know what to do. I don't know how. How do you play yourself? I don't even know how you do this. But I'm excited. You don't need to worry. I'm gonna get you a you console. I'm gonna get you the game. I'm gonna get it set up, and then more than likely. Your son is just going to play all the time and you're just going to watch him. But I'm going to teach you the game regardless. But before okay. we do that, we've got to continue breaking down all 30 teams in the NBA. And today, we've landed on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. They've had a very interesting offseason. Let's just run down the moves that they made. On July the 6th, they traded Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmaro, Walker, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and a 2023 first-round pick, 2025 First round pick, 2026. First round pick, 2027. First round pick, 2029. First round pick to the Utah Jazz in exchange for Rudy Gobert. They then signed a few players. Kyle Anderson, Wendell Moore, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, Nathan Knight, Josh Minow, AJ Lawson, Eric Pascal, CJ Ellaby. They made some moves. And Kyle Anthony Towns has come out and said, it's go time. Championship or bust. They've leveraged their future to acquire Rudy Gobert and Carlani Towns is of the opinion that they should be winning a championship this season. BJ Armstrong, let's get straight into it. Do you think the Minnesota Timberwolves are capable of winning an NBA championship this season? You know, Mo, with listening to all of the moves that were made, I think they have taken the first step which is they're beginning to lay the foundation with comes with winning a championship, which is you've raised the level of expectations. Okay. Having to win a championship and wanting to win a championship is two different things. Big time. For better or for worse, I've played in scenarios and situations where we had to win a championship we didn't have to get to the playoffs it wasn't like get to the playoffs it wasn't get to the conference finals it wasn't even get to the nba finals <laughs> we had to win when when you say had to is that pressure from yourselves coaches media fans all your chips are pushed into the middle of the table mm -hmm. like there were some seasons mo in chicago where it wasn't like well, what's your goal this year? It was like, if you guys don't win the championship, this is a total failure. 
Yeah. Well, we went to game seven in the NBA finals. How could that be a no? You had to you win the championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, every team in the league, Mo, let's just say this. Every team in the league wants to win. Every team wants to win a championship. Every Not every season. Win. Not every season, though. Not every season. Well, you you may you may say we don't have a chance to win a championship, but they have a plan to win a championship. Yeah, so that it, plan it, may involve that plan may in, in, in involve draft picks, trades, getting your books together, whatever it is. But the ultimate goal here. May, we may not agree with the routes taken, but the <laughs> ultimate goal for every team is to win a championship. Everyone yeah, wants to win. Well, I mean, I mean, it's some teams want to win a championship this year. The Lakers, for example. Some teams want to win a championship in five years. San Antonio Spurs. But they ultimately want to win. Yes, but they but want they to ultimately, win. It's just on different timelines. It's just on different time. That's right. Now, but when you have to win a championship, that's a different that's a different scenario. Okay. That's 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 totally different. Now, right now, if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've clearly raised the expectation because let me assure you of this. If they don't get out of the first round next year, the fan base, people in the media like ourselves. The national media, the international media will be demanding change in Minnesota. And that change will start with the players. Because clearly now, Tim Conley and, and, and the new executives there, they've came in to this situation and they've pushed all of their future picks and all of those things that will happen next year and the year after that. They said, right now, we want to perform right now. And that pressure can only be dictated by the current players and the current players on this roster. Ooh. So they have to say they have to. Because you're saying they'll be changing with the players and stuff, but they've lost all their future leverage for the draw picks. And when you want to really improve a player on your team, you would package them with a pick to go and get a better player. There's not many trades we see nowadays that's a like-for-like swap. Okay, we're not happy with D'Angelo Russell. We'll just swap him for another point guard. Usually it's, oh, we'll give you D'Angelo Russell and a pick and you give us whoever else in exchange. But now they don't have any picks to to trade with. But they have excellent players to acquire those picks back. Carl Anthony Towns has... Carl Anthony Towns is very valued in this league. Mm Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards is very valuable. Oh, you you can't trade him. No matter what happens, you can't trade him. You you can't trade anyone, but everyone can. And more times than not, you probably will get traded in your career. That's a fact. Right now, we we can't we we can't see a scenario right now. But you know, you could have said that about Kevin Durant. You could have said that about LeBron James. You could have said that about a lot of players. But it happens. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was traded. Okay, every every it, it happens. Things happen, and every team in the league, Mo. What we're talking about is the following. We talk about it every day. I try not to talk about it. Every team in the league is set up to acquire a disgruntled star. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's- Rudy Gobert looks to have been. You know, clearly it didn't work in Utah. It didn't get on with Donovan Mitchell. And so they went to the Utah Jazz and leveraged their future for the however many time defensive player of the year that he is. And he covers up the deficiency of what Carl Anthony Towns lacks, which is defense. And it takes, it, I doesn't say it take pressure off the perimeter defenders, but it's a nice safety net for guys like D'Angelo Russell, who's not the strongest defender in the world. And Anthony Edwards, especially if he's asked to do more on offense, that you've got that safety valve there. And as we've spoken about numerous times on the show, the league going super big and back to the days of maybe having two big players on the court rather than one big and four kind of smaller players. On paper, this looks good. I like I like Rudy Gobert. I like what Rudy Gobert does because he doesn't demand a lot of touches as a big. He is a phenomenal defensive player, rim protector, and he gives you an identity as a team. And all great teams have a, the same identity. They are defensive-minded, which Rudy Gobert will do. Now, on the other hand, the thing I'm most concerned with with this team is transition defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you have seven-footers like that, you're going to have to learn how to play at a pace because I don't expect Rudy Gobert to play at the same pace as the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, and those players. However, what you saw this year from the Cleveland Cavaliers really, to me, it's like, hmm, what is going on here? You, you, you know, you, you, you know, you don't think of Giannis. Giannis is a seven footer. Yeah. And you're saying Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Hey, what and you're the, beginning the... to see, yeah, you're beginning to see these bigger teams because these bigs now are beginning to learn how to play with the same pace as the smaller players. So I love the potential on paper of what this is. Now, what I don't love about this move is the following. It's going to force Carl Anthony Towns to have to defend stretch force. Okay. It's going to force him. So we talk about what he wasn't as a, as a, as a defensive five player, but now we're asking him to go out and defend on the perimeter, which would involve the following. I'm going to involve him in the screen roll situation. And mm-hmm. we know the Achilles heel of Rudy Gobert when it comes to playoffs. Every team puts him in the screen roll. Yeah, and he typically so, does a good job guarding the screen roll. But that then takes well, away that rim protection that you have because he's out on the perimeter. Well, he, he does. He tries to guard it. He is a willing defender. However, they go small against him. And he gets exposed for not being able to defend the stretch players that they put out there against him. Yeah, because they put a five out and they'll go for a much smaller lineup. It's not as in and that it's not as in it's a big three-point shooter like a Kelly Olenek, for example. It's like they'll go with smaller players around the perimeter Mm -hmm. and force him away from the basket. Yeah. Okay. So we know what teams will do. So now they have not one, but two seven-footers. So I like the idea on paper. I like what it can do. I like the combination of both of those guys, Rudy Gobert, and, and I think they will pose problems. 
But also, I could see how I would attack this team. I would speed up the pace. I would involve them in ball movement, screen rolls, and that will force them to get one or maybe both off off the floor at any given moment. So, But we'll see. But I like what they're doing. I like the expectations. And what I really love is when I hear young players talk about winning. Because to me, that's what it's all about. Win. If you win, then all the other things will take care of itself. But I like it. I like I like the fact that we're talking about Minnesota with the expectations to win because Rudy Gobert has garnished the headlines. Carl Anthony Towns, all-star. But you know who the best player is, Mo? The Ant-Man. Ant-Man is poised now to mm. have a breakout season, and I'm all about it. I've been saying all summer. He's poised now. Is his first all-star call-up will be this year. Okay. And here, here is what I'm really excited about for him. He will be able to attack the basket at will this year because no one's going to leave Rudy Gobert to try to block his shot. No one's going to leave Carl Anthony Towns. And this young man has an opportunity now to play free basketball and not have to worry about double teams because he's playing with really good players. Mm -hmm. And that is a bad combination for the rest of the NBA. If they can figure out the spacing and all the other things. And we we didn't even mention D'Angelo. We didn't even mention D'Angelo Russell. Russell, Yeah. I I like what this team is doing. I like what they're doing. I, I, to say they're going to go from getting to the first round of the playoffs to winning a championship. That's no, you, you very rarely does that happen, but to say they have an opportunity now to build and get past the first round to me is a win. Yeah. So if they can get to the second round or better yet, the conference finals, wow. Then we can start talking about championships. So there's a few things that stand out to me. You know, we're talking about winning a championship. Well, Patrick Beverly celebrated like he won a championship the day that Minnesota won the playing game to book their spot in the playoffs. And it's a shame to see someone who had so much passion for that city and that team get moved on. But I think Pat Beverly will still be moved on from Utah because I think that Danny Andrew will get some draft assets in return for Patrick Beverly. Um, I didn't like Carl Anthony Towns saying it's championship or bust because I don't know if you noticed this trend. Whenever Carl Anthony Towns tries to talk trash, it suddenly all starts falling apart and going wrong. Uh, that was pretty funny from the playoffs. But in all seriousness now, D'Angelo Russell's on a contract year, so we can expect big performances out of them. I completely agree with what you said about Anthony Edwards. He's one of my favorite young players in the league to watch. I think he's poised, as I said, to become an all-star this year, but really break out. When it comes to Rudy Gobert on the offensive side of the basketball, I think his scoring numbers can go up because in Utah, no one really ever gave him the ball. And we're talking even in screen roll situations, there'd be less less willing to pass in the wall unless they really had to. It's going to be interesting now with DeAndre Russell and Anthony Edwards, both distributing to him. Maybe he gets a few more shots. Maybe he gets a few more lob attempts just to throw down nice, easy touches. And Carl Anthony Towns as well. If you've got that threat on the inside in the dunker spot with Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns might even get a little bit more room to be shooting from the perimeter, a little bit more space. As we know, he loves to shoot the ball from downtown. Defensively, hiding... Carl Anthony Towns on defense, 
was perhaps easier when he was playing the five than it will be when he's the yes. four. And it's going to be interesting to see how they try to do that. I think Chris Finch is a great coach, but it's a tall task because now you've got Rudy Gobert, who's so good that teams are really going to try and, as you said, draw him out of that space. But here's my take on the Timberwolves for this season. I think the Timberwolves can be a really, really good regular season team. Really good. I think they can rack up wins. They'll play defense every night. They've got guys that can score the basketball. They've got some depth. You know, we're talking about Carl Anderson, Torian Prince, Bryn Forbes, Jaden McDaniels. They've got some nice depth. Then they've got a few more pieces other than that. But my big concern is when we get to the playoffs. Now, I think Rudy Gobert being ex- exposed, maybe is a little bit overstated as well. Although it is true, we got to be honest, he was on those Utah Jazz teams where the other four players on the court at the same time as him could not play defense at all. And he was left to take the blame and clean up everyone's mistakes. So I feel like he's now in a situation where he can go out and prove that he's the player that he thinks he is and he says he is. In the playoffs, though, offensively, it's harder for a player like Gobert to get looks. And defensively, players like Carl Anthony Towns are going to be targeted much, much more. So you're kind of going to have to stagger them both. And I think that plays into the advantage of the Timberwolves being able to stagger different lineups. You often see coaches go at the end of games, defense, offense with their lineups. You saw Steve Kerr do it quite a lot in the finals, right? Where he'd have Draymond in for defensive possessions and then he'd put Jordan Poole in for offensive possessions. When you get to the playoffs or late game situations, they now have the luxury of doing that with their five men and having, okay, cool. It's a timeout. We're on defense next possession. Kyan Towns catch a breather. We're going to play with Rudy here. And then when he goes down the other way, we're getting Carlin into the game to offer us more offense and more versatility. Do I think they're capable of winning a championship this season? I, I wouldn't have them down as championship contenders, but crazier things have happened in the world. But it's a step in the right direction because this might be... BJ, when was the last time that you can remember even talking about Minnesota being a threat in the playoffs? What was that Kevin Garnett, Spree Will, yep. Sam Cassell team? Almost 20 I, years ago. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been quite some time, but I, I like it. I mean, I really like what they've done because there's excitement up there and I'm excited about it. I'm just looking at it going, OK, if I'm a coach, what would I do? You know, I, I kind of have an idea of how I how I would try to attack this team. However, you know, Mo, I don't think there are too many coaches. Maybe there are a few coaches out there who who wouldn't agree with this. You have an opportunity for 48 minutes to have Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns as your five man mm-hmm. for 48 minutes every night of the season. Stagger the lineup. Because, because you don't have to play them together all the time. You can figure out, you know, if Carl Anthony Towns has it going early in the game. You can get Rudy off the court so that he can be an anchor the, the second unit and vice versa. Because both of those players can anchor one can anchor the defense and one can anchor the offense. And you have an opportunity now because there aren't a lot of teams who have five men with they're both all-star caliber players. They're both max contract players as well. That's a yes. lot of money okay, tied so, up at one position. Well, I, I, but it's a positionless league now. Okay. I think, and tra- I think traditionally the way that we probably, and probably even yourself, 
I will even put you in this category. We think of fives, fours, but truthfully speaking, when you talk to these coaches and you're around these executives, you're just trying to put the best players. And now with yeah. the size of these players, and you know me, my, my dream is to have five, seven footers. on. Yep. I know this. <laughs> so, so I'm really excited to see Cleveland versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Cause that means there's only room for six more seven footers. Cause we already got four <laughs> on the court. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for this. So I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out for them. Here's, here's something. It gives them a lot of versatility. Here's something that I think about when I think about the Tim Wolves. Now, Tim Connolly, as we've discussed on this show, was an executive at the Denver Nuggets before the Tim Wolves gave him a crazy contract. They even gave him a stake in the team, like shares in the team as part right. of his deal or something crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I often sit around being the loser that I am and missing NBA basketball all summer long. And I think... If Tim Connolly had stayed in Denver, would he have traded for Rudy Gobert to pair Rudy Gobert alongside Nikola Jokic? Because I would have loved to see that pairing as well. Well, I think that's great players always find a way to play with other great players. Jokic can play with anyone. Man, Jokic will make me look great. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, give me ten minutes in a Denver Nuggets uniform, and I will look great. Thanks and to Jokic. You have to believe that Tim Conley has had this idea in his head for a long time. Maybe because he listens to the show. Yeah, he 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 traded for. Oh, Tim! Shout out to Tim Conley, by the way, because yeah. Tim Tim Conley is one of he's one of my favorite people. Okay, I, we've done business for years and years, but he's one of my favorite people. Shout out to him when he traded for Javale McGee. He drafted Bol Bol. Mm-hmm. So he's had this idea. And, and he put Porter out the Jr. lineup. They put yeah, out the Michael lineup in the Porter bubble. Jr., Michael Porter Jr. So he's had this idea of playing big all along. And with a player like Jokic, who, you know, I call him the most charming player in the NBA. But Carl Anthony Towns is a good passer. He may not be as great of a passer as Jokic, but... There's only I've only seen maybe a couple that could pass like him. Mm-hmm. But Carl Anthony Towns, listen, he's he can play stretch, he can play stretch, whatever. He can shoot with the best of them. Yep. So I like this idea. I think Tim Conley has always had this, you know, maybe in the back of his mind, maybe, you know, because you're 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 trying to like change a tire on the fly, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have time to really. But now he's had time. I think he will probably have more say-so. And I think you'll see his imprint. He is a more than capable executive. So I think this is a terrific, terrific move. And Timberwolves Nation should be excited. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited because they're allowing their best player to me, Anthony Edwards. And they're surrounding him with everything necessary for him to be and reach his potential. That's what I'm really excited about. We, I know we're talking about Rudy and 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 Cat, you know, Carlton Towns, but Anthony Edwards to me is the key because I think this young man can be a top. Listen to me, Mo, a top ten talent in the NBA. I really do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's that far off. Like given a natural progression, yeah, he, I, he I, shows I, you. 
he shows you every now and then, Mo, he shows you. He's only 21. He has, yeah, he has these moments where you're going, could be, ought to be, should be. Uh, and he's now, got the, can he consistently do that, though? That's the key. He, and he's got the attitude for it. When he wants to lock in defense, offense, we know he can do it. What I like to give credit to the Timberwolves organization is they've got this 21-year-old star. Now, a lot of franchises would be tempted to trade away Colony Towns and the older players, get draft picks and build a young team around him. But they're saying, no, we feel he's good enough to go in now. You know, we're going to push our chips to the middle of the table now with the 21-year-old Anthony Edwards and see if we can compete and try and get better and better each year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially with the DeAndre Russell situation. He's on an expiring contract. I wonder if they move him during the season. I wonder if that's a move that they make because he is well, I, I, 31, 32 I, million dollars. I, 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 I'm a D'Lo fan because I, I love guards who can score because at that position now, you can't have a guard who's just plays on one side of the basketball, right? You, you, you have to, you have to be able to hold the opposing team, especially on the offensive end accountable. Mm-hmm. Meaning you got to be able to score at that position because there's too many scoring guards, right? You got the Dame Lillards, the Steph Curry, the Kyrie Irvins, D'Lo, John Moran. Okay, D- he may he may not be in the same, you may not think of him as the same as those guys, but let me tell you something. D'Lo is very capable of hitting you for a 40 piece if you're not careful. <laughs> yep. Yep. D'Lo, D'Lo is ice in his veins. Yeah, he wait. He's like one of those players, you know. You, you know, we all we have a term in hip hop. He's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, well, D'Lo could easily be your favorite player's favorite player because they know D'Lo. D'Lo will give it to you now. Don't don't sleep on him. Facts. He's and been an all star in this league, and he shows up in big moments. And speaking of that, so yeah, yeah, and I and I, and I like his attitude, and he's not he's not scared to play against these guys. I agree. He's capable. I agree. He's confident, but they've got to look at if they can afford to extend his contract because they're going to have to give the extension to Santi Edwards. Minnesota is not a huge market that's going to be paying the luxury tax like a Golden State. So these are all factors to consider. But if you want to listen to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, then you've got to subscribe to the Hoop Teams mm. podcast so you never miss. Well, can an I say episode. one thing? I got to say one thing. Go ahead. Oh. You just hit a bars. You just hey. hit some bars right there. <laughs> you know how I do. This is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. You, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. You see it. Anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow where we break down more teams from around the NBA and their off seasons. Appreciate all you guys who tune in. Leave a review, five stars, all that good stuff. And until next time, get buckets.